Welcome to another episode of So-Called Oreos Podcast. And we're back after our little break. <laughs> We've missed you guys all so much. I've missed recording with my lovely ladies. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was today. <laughs> that was a voice. Yeah, that was that was a voice. I'm so sorry. It was like hot. Could you feel my hot ass breath? Could you? <laughs> Yes, I hope can. you could. <laughs> but my breath smells good. It's just warm because it came out of my warm body. So don't shade me. Um, <laughs> well, guys, we're happy we're back. <laughs> and we hope you missed us because we missed you. And we have like a little announcement, little housekeeping thing. Um, our lovely lady, Amari, is uh, currently calling in. Yes, yes, fam. I am calling in from the great state of North Carolina. Um, <laughs> it's great. Um, no, yeah, I'm in Chapel Hill. I'm getting my grad degree, so I'll be calling in from now on. It's weird not seeing everyone in front of me, though. It's very weird. Yeah, it's also weird. It's like I'm talking to a ghost. <laughs> we have a seat open for you. Yeah. Aww, keep it empty just for me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so Amari is leveling up. You know, doing big things. Trying to trying to get that degree so then I can get my bag, secure the bag, you know? We're proud yeah. of her. I like that. Um, how's North Carolina though? Like, do you love uh, it? Is it everything you dreamed? Is um, it better? It's everything I, it's everything I expected in okay. that it's like very white. Um <laughs> but it's great. People are lovely. Um I've never been to such a big school, so it is very different getting used to the amount of money that is flowing through UNC and also the amount of status that is there. Um, it's a game, and I'm just like, I have to like prep myself for it every day. Mm-hmm. Have any specific weird or great things happened yet? Oh, weird from the moment I got here. Um, great. I will keep you up post, like I'll keep you posted on that. Um, But I love the different commentary that I get from people. It's weird coming from New York and just like being around different people all the time that like don't look like you and then coming here and then realizing that that not everyone has had that experience. So the things that come out of people's mouths are very interesting. I feel like that's a segment that we should have on the show, the things that come out of people's mouths. Because mm-hmm. I feel oh, like we every always, episode. every episode, it's like Kia is like, why would someone say that? <laughs> that why so would that mean. come out of someone's mouth? Like, I feel like that should that be a new segment of like just random bullshit people have said to us. But, literally, but that is literally Kia's response. Like every time we say something, Kia's like, but but why? Like, why would anyone say that? Because literally I'm just like, who raised you? And I just cannot fathom like what, how that processes in people's head. I had this yesterday. Like my family member messaged me on uh, Facebook about something like I put on the vacation photos and then she said something. And I was just like, what would make you say that? And it's she worse. Said, and it was just like she something said. about um, someone's like weight. <gasps> and, and but she said it in like a way that she thought she was being funny but I just I don't I, it's just not funny to me like I'm just like that comes off rude and I also yeah. again with the weight thing I'm just I don't get how people think they can comment on people's weight I just mm-hmm. I don't why understand. do people feel it is necessary mm-hmm. to comment on someone else's body I don't I just don't see how that process this in your head i agree yeah. with you i yeah. agree um any other updates though janae rachel <laughs> uh no i mean <laughs> not really none that i can share yet Ooh. let's put it that way none that 
that I can share yeah. yet. Sit on it. So Sit on the good news. I'll let y'all know. The universe is kicking up posted. something good. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Cute boy. Ooh, cute boy. Yeah. Yeah, I need to stop. <laughs> so anyway, Kia, <laughs> what's going on in this week, this day in black history? Yes. Yes, this week in Black History. Okay, October 14th, 1864, the first African-American daily newspaper, the New Orleans Tribune. Is it Tribune or Tribune? Tribune. 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 Okay, cool. Was published <laughs> in both French and English. So, I mean, that's pretty dope. And I think that that newspaper still exists, right? Um, I don't know. Probably not. Actually, I think it just got sold. So, you know, you know, look it up. I don't know. You know, like oh, newspapers... Yeah, it's but 1864 state. is a long mm-hmm. time. So, you know, that's pretty dope. And then October 16th, 1968, John Carlos and Tommy Smith stayed to the Black Power demonstration on the victory stand after winning the 200 oh, meter event at the Olympics in Mexico City. Uh, Carlos and Smith. Iconic. I know. Carlos and Smith said they were um, protesting racism in America. So mm-hmm. I think we, a lot of us know this, um, you know, picture mm-hmm. with the, two black guys holding up the fist and the white guy. That's actually a really interesting story because the New York Times did a, a piece on what happened to the white guy after. Really? And he got like a lot of backlash going back. I think he's from South America, Australia or something. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is a long time ago. But um, <laughs> he like got a lot of like pushback from that and like got a did lot of he hatred. Did he up a fist? Yeah. Oh, he did? Oh, he, did. Hey. he did with them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Power to the people. Yeah. Wait, but why did he get backlash? That's but then since well, he was protesting with them. Yeah, yeah, it's 1968. Yeah, yeah it's 1968. Yeah. yeah. Not, not all white allies are celebrated. Mm. Yeah, so um, I thought that was pretty interesting because I was like, oh, I didn't even think about like what happened to him when he went yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so those are our two facts for this week in Black History. Um, I guess we should just dive right in. Let's do it. Oh, are we skipping my my segment? Oh, move! Did y'all try no. to skip me? No. Wow, Janae really yeah. tried to play Amari like that. <laughs> I'm sleepy. No, she meant dive into Amari's segment. Exactly. Yeah. I meant, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Rachel. Is this okay? Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm gonna talk about black professionals we love because you know we just want to celebrate all the great people. This week, I want to highlight Saeed Jones, who is an author that just came out with his first memoir, How We Fight for Our Lives. Um, It's a great coming of age story. At least that's what the New York Times calls it. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my reading list. Mm. Uh, He's also known for his poetry collection, which is a prelude to bruise. Um, It won him the 2015 Penn Joyce Osterwell Award for poetry and the 2015 Stonewall Book Award, which is pretty impressive. Um, he also used to be an editor for BuzzFeed, but he recently moved to Columbus, Ohio, which I thought was interesting because he said New York was just very intense after being there for a decade, especially in today's day and age. So he just figured why not try and see what Ohio is like for him. Uh, but I just listened to a podcast Uh, It's been a minute from NPR with him and it was super interesting. So I recommend everyone listening to that episode. And he also loves Paramore. So I obviously stand. I love that. (laughs) How old is he? He's I think he's 33. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like super like his memoir is especially interesting because he's gay. He's black. He grew up in the South during the 90s and early 2000s. So, you know, he probably has 
a ton of things to unpack in that memoir. Yeah. Um, I highly want to recommend Amari's Instagram for everyone. Because <laughs> for books. Yes, for books. Because she does these like Instagram book reviews Aww. and the amount of like dedication that goes into each book review. And also want to shout out my girl because she reads a lot and I want to get on her level. I, yeah. I just get really distracted and have a hard time I doing agree. it in the city. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I like since moving here, I haven't been as good as I want to be, but I will recommend a book that I just read the other day called Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Woodson. It's a short read, just under 200 pages. And I I recommend it to, recommended it to my dad and he read it on a plane and said he had to stop reading because he was crying. And wow. this man, like... If you saw this man, Amari. you would know he's not capable. <laughs> Was she on Oprah's um, podcast? She may have been. She's been doing her rounds lately. Because that title sounds familiar. Yeah, it's super, super great book. But thank you for the shout out, Janae. No problem. I'm, I always put it out there and I'm like, I don't think anyone reads these, but I'll just keep doing it. Nah, <laughs> you never it. know. A lot of people don't respond, but they do. Uh, yeah. They do they remember do and they do like yeah. interact. Yeah. yeah. Oh, quickly, two updates from our last episode. So our last episodes were music and traveling, right? Yeah. Okay, so music, me and Rachel went to the Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> oh, yes, this is important. Important. Because <laughs> we were talking about how much we love Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Okay, first of all, our seats were high as hell. Yes. <laughs> we could not see. It was actually, like, funny how high they were. Like, but it was such a good time because it was energy. If it wasn't for the screens, we wouldn't be We wouldn't have seen them. But, okay, the, the energy was so amazing. Like, it was just one of my favorite concerts. I just love the Jonas Brothers. It was, like, just their fans, like, nostalgic. It was just everything. And ever, and, ever oh since God. the concert, I can't, like, stop listening to their album. It's amazing. It's really good. It makes me love it more. It's like, really I good. I listen to it y'all every day. Huh, what did you say? I thought their new album was good. Yeah, you did say that. So I had to like yeah. re-listen because I it, it took me a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. But I they did a great job. First of all, they look amazing. Joe looks fine. Nick, <laughs> Nick is still my my Nick number has one. So but much swag. Oh, but so Joe, much. my God, I mean, I just I can't. And Y'all even get to say something about <laughs> Kevin? Kevin? He was great. Um, I <laughs> will say something about Kevin. No, they did this little <laughs> cute like um. Like them as like kids, like people playing them as kids, yes, and then I really like that. yeah, and yeah. then like they would walk into like the forest, and then they would meet the new person, mm-hmm. and it was like Kevin was walking, and then Kevin holding his two daughters. It was really cute. I almost yeah. cried. Um, it was amazing. And then they were like, yeah, so like the last time we were on tour, no one was allowed to drink, but now we're like older. They took shots. <laughs> and took shots. They took shots. It was Adorable. amazing. And they have a guys. book coming out next year. Yeah, it on was my birthday. Turn up, okay? Yeah. It was. Wait, they're coming out with a book? Yes. yes. 10 for 10 recommended Jonas Post concert. I mean, that was the most like energetic fan base I've Only ever Only if witnessed. you're a fan. If you're not a yeah, fan. Yeah, if you're not a fan, don't. don't. I don't know what you're doing. I will. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> just for other people, it's had for 10. And also, second update, the last episode we did was traveling, right? Mm-hmm. And then I went to Dubai, y'all, and she India. Did. Turn up, twerk, twerk, twerk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally see why. 
on I think Janae, you read the list of like top places for black yeah. people to travel. Yeah. UAE. Totally, totally understand. That was like probably one of the first places where I didn't feel like uh a complete outsider. Mm. Um and it's just so diverse. Like I really love it. It's like truly a melting pot. Like eighty percent of the people, seventy or eighty percent are not from Dubai. It's like really hard to meet someone actually from Dubai. Mm. Um and it's just like a beautiful mix of like cultures. I really loved it. And India was definitely like a, a a new culture to be immersed in uh a whole bunch of people traffic i've like never seen before but uh it was interesting and it was it was a good experience how was the food food was really good so i'm not into indian food um but now i am it was actually some of the best food i've ever had we went on an indian food tour Mm -hmm. and i don't even like chickpeas or anything but i don't know what these people were making amazing (laughs) it was amazing like i really i can't i was just like wow because my dad's into indian food and stuff i was like oh whatever you need to go to um indie kitchen Oh, I've been there. Yes, yeah, in Manhattan, it's really good. I ha- it's like the Indian Chipotle. Yeah, yes. yes. Ooh. Their, their samosas are so good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. No, you should actually. go. I love Indian food. Yeah, you would you would like it. And then I, I like, got, oh, like Indian spices. Yeah, and also like if you like the Indian spices are very similar to other food spices. So like mm-hmm. just because of how things you know have traveled. So like if you like Jamaican food or you like certain other foods, there's like a crossover. So yeah. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, now do we want to dive in? It's we're diving in. Fifteen minutes in. <laughs> wow, what was that? I don't know. I always do these weird um, voices, and I forget that I do that sometimes. And then people be like, "What is that?" And I'm it's like, okay. "Oh, I forgot that I do that." You know, I do that too. Actually, <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah, like <laughs> I turn words upside down, and it's crazy because my entire family does it. Like we all do it, and then when I'm around people that I'm comfortable with, or people that I'm not even comfortable Especially with, you and your sister, yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. Though. We do it a lot, and I, I don't know. I just like kind of forget that I'm in front of other people who don't actually okay. know you can do it here thank you um so today's show topic is black female friendship hey air horn air horn air horn um we we wanted this season in general we wanted to you know bring a little bit of positivity a little love a little light because some people were saying we was getting dark mm. so here we are <laughs> with a positive topic Black female friendship. We will get you yeah. in your feelings, okay? The so. importance of black friendship. <laughs> right. Y'all think it's uplifting, but we're still going to make you cry at some point. <laughs> you yeah. still going to cry. I'm so bored with you. I might cry. <laughs> oh, we real. always cry. I know. <laughs> um, who wants to start it off? Because I got a lot to say, but like, I'm going to let let y'all do your thing if anyone else wants to um i think that it might be cool to start off talking about like pivotal black friends friendships that we've had Hmm. yeah i'll start i guess (laughs) since i brought it up i guess um and it's so hard because i have like so many so I, I like if I miss someone, I'm so sorry. You know, you my mains if you my mains. Um, geez, this is actually hard because yeah. I because I don't know. If you want me to start, I'll, I you can start. Okay. You can start. <laughs> I need to do some rumination. Okay, no, that's rumination. fine. And also on our socials, we're gonna um, post some links and stuff because like Refinery has a series with Black female friendships, and I think it's really beautiful. So we could post on that, and um, you know, some articles and stuff. But like in 
one quote that I have from this article is, in a world that is constantly against us, we have to rely on each other for strength, support, and love. Nobody knows the struggle and inner turmoil of a black woman like another black woman. And, um... Yeah, that's just really real because I think it's important to have, like, obviously a diverse group of people around you. And I do have that. I'm very lucky for that. But I will say just there's just something. And I love all my friends, but there's something that, like, black women say that I'm just it it makes you just think and you're just like, damn. And then also it's just like, you know, you can talk about things to certain friends, but they just it's going to be really hard for them to understand if they're not in that lifestyle. And I know I have that problem with my friends and I try not to get mad or angry when they don't. I just have to remember like, okay, their experience is not my experience and I can't get mad at them for that. But that also means it's important for me to have like that outlet. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about is that when your friends don't want to like talk to you about certain things, it's not personal. It's just because like you probably can't relate and they need that outlet. So like sometimes I'll just tell my friends, like, I want to go to this black party. I haven't been around black people in a while. Mm-hmm. And I want to be in this all black party. And, like, that's just what it is. Like, and that's not no shade to them. It's just, like, I love you guys, but it's not the same. Um, and, yeah, I just think it's important for people to realize, like, your friends have different cultures for a reason. And it's important to them for them to be immersed in that culture and be around people in that culture. Um, so, with that being said, I guess I'll talk about, like, some important aspects of my life where... I feel like the black women have really stepped up. Um, Sorry, I'm looking at my notes right now. Okay, so like growing up, obviously a lot dealing with this podcast, being like the only black people growing up in like all white schools. um, That was really important because a lot of times it was just me and my sister in classes or basically like anything. And I'm really lucky to have like my sister and someone who is like me um, and that aspect because it's like hard moving from a all black school to an all white school and I, I cannot imagine doing that alone so I'm very blessed that I have a twin sister that's also um you know the same nationality and gender as me to experience that with a lot of times like growing up in like history class um which is I don't know why kids say the things they say <laughs> in history y'all yeah. because white people be staring at you in history class when you talk about slavery and you're like why the hell are you staring at me like has but that happened to y'all history class it was also like english class yeah. all these other things it's i hated one- february in high school it's I black history february. month yeah it was like, black history month but that's when they decided to usually should, talk about yeah. slavery or exactly. um all the stuff it's just like i don't know so it was just that was really hard and I have a best friend today um, who sometimes I forget I met in high school just we have such a big strong friendship her name's Bacola she lives in the city um, and there's just like a lot of times where I've had a hard time and I've talked to her and it, she really like just changes my mindset and like recently she said something um, like she, I was talking about someone that wasn't really treating me great and she said something what did she say she was like honestly you're like one of the greatest people i know and if this person doesn't see that then this is stupid and i was it just like clicked i was like wait you're right because sometimes you forget like people like you know make you feel bad about yourself or whatever and it's like wait no actually like this is true yeah and then like so much of that Janae, you say stuff that I'm like, damn, Janae be low-key dragged me by my edges, but <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> but you said something, too, that there's something, you said a couple things, but recently you were like, oh, like, do you really want someone that was really into yeah. you yeah. and then said you talk too much once and doesn't like you? And I was like, damn. <laughs> 
That's That's so true. And and when you said it, I don't know, something just clicked that I was like, I remember this because when you were telling me about this situation, I was like, do you really want someone who you do one thing that they don't like and they're just basically like, okay, bye for Yeah, exactly. Like you don't you want someone who's going to be like, oh, that annoyed me, but you're fucking great. So Mm -hmm. whatever. But it didn't click. And that makes sense. But it didn't click. So it was in my feelings or whatever. And I was like, wow, she that this makes sense like i don't and i just i don't really have that epiphany is with my other friend i mean mm-hmm. i do but just not to the point where it's like blunt and relatable and it's like yeah. okay i actually need to hear that to mm-hmm. like kind of like glow up um and the last thing besides personal life and like family and stuff um work well we get into the next episode but um just work the importance of like black people at work janae obviously we met at our first job together um has that has been life-changing because it's like hard to go to a company and be like one of the only black women there and like no it's not relatable you're like the only one on your team of like 15 and literally there's no black people no black women and you're just like damn am i weird am i struggling and then it's like good to have that outlet and also a lot of times that i've been able to get opportunity has been from black women i'm really blessed like my first internship was at BT and y'all I should have not gotten this internship I bombed the interview <laughs> I did so bad I was like I don't know 19 they were like who's our competitors I blanked I was like honestly y'all I don't know the girl was <laughs> I don't know y'all I bombed it this girl <laughs> my supervisor was like it's okay like just like write this really good follow up int- like um, email showed me around and I got it and she really like pushed me that internship and that was really like the launch of like my career of how I got more internships and I'm just so thankful that she like saw she was like I just saw something in you and like you did radio and I saw this stuff and I was just like thank god because I I did terrible and even like my current job the reason I got this job is because I reached out to a black one of my only a black woman on LinkedIn and she has the same like name similar to me and I just reached out and I was like hey we have the same name lol um, I'm really into comedy like you work at this company I want to work to like um, can you like tell me a little bit about it and then she took a further step and like sent my resume in and like referred me this girl does not know me and I ended up getting an interview from that and I'm just like really blessed that she was able to do that because I just I don't think a lot of people would do that so I just think it's important to have those like black friendships and like any aspect of your life And I think it's like also the fact that I just don't think other people are going to look out for you in the same way that black women will look out for you. That's 100 percent true. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like like that woman didn't know you that well, but she was willing to help you. And I feel like that's just I don't know. I just think black girls understand. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just a part of other black women that just like really want to see other black women thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we know it's. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I love about black women is kind of how when I look at my relationships with my black friends and especially my black female friends, they're very blunt. They're very honest. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you know, one of my best friends, Alexis, shout out to you. Um, Hey, Alexis. (laughs) um, We met in actually we met before high school because our dads were friends. Uh, But we met like one time and then she she was visiting her dad in upstate New York and she's originally from Atlanta. So she went back down to Atlanta. And then eventually when we were high school age, she moved back up to upstate New York. 
And we connected again just from bumping into each other, being the few black kids in a mostly white school hang started hanging out and then eventually realized, oh, my God, you were that little girl from way back in the day who I was hanging out with. Um, and from there... Yeah, it's, it's so like a, a crazy story. And from there, we weren't the closest, but eventually, like, we just ended up getting really close towards the end of high school because I joined this, uh, like the minority group in my school called Emoja. And it was like basically where all the black kids got together after school to just like. Y'all had a black group at school? Yeah, we, we did, did not have that. Damn, we, we didn't have that. Shit. We did. Um, and she and I like were some of the leaders in the group and we just got really close one year because we were doing a lot of stuff for that. And I think that throughout and then later on we went to, we lived together for a year um, or for more than a year, like a year and a half we lived yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and throughout that year and a half, she's always been like one of my friends that I know I can go to and she will be 100 percent honest with me. And she is that person who like she'll just ask you question after question after question after question. And then next thing you know, you're like analyzing yourself like mm-hmm. what? And she also taught me how to just kind of relax and just kind of be like she has this attitude where it's kind of like no plans but open to everything mm-hmm. and that is something that I do not have that I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to adopt but she has just been like a really big force in being honest with myself and being open so like for that I will always always respect her and love her mm-hmm. um spiel over <laughs> I'm gonna come back to more friends, but I feel like I talked a lot. So, for for me, I noticed um, how important it is. Are you to getting have... emotional, Rachel? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna make you cry. In my we 20s, can't have Rachel cry. No, that not means again. Everyone else is gonna cry. No, I'm not. I'm strong. Um, I noticed how important it is to have, you know, um, female friends in my life, especially black female friends. And growing up, I had a lot of siblings, so friends weren't really that important to me to be honest mm-hmm. growing up but being in my on my in my 20s and living on my own and just needing someone to talk to and you know you just talk to him about like what's going on in my life and like what I can do if I feel stuck or like I don't know what to do help me and just in general them being able to um understand who I am as a person because I'm not I'm not like the easiest person to figure out and they just I have the most amazing friends, even if it's like a close, small group of friends. Like, I'm grateful for them. Like, Janae, Amari. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like, I'm so happy I met them. And I think that everyone needs someone that they can talk to, um, someone who's not going to judge them and also not a yes man. You need someone to be honest with you yeah. mm-hmm. and tell you, like, hey, like, what you're doing is not okay. But also someone who's also going to going to support you, and I think that is very um, a key qualities you need in a friend. Yeah. yeah, and and I'll I'll definitely piggyback off of that because recently um, I was going through something, and I've kind of had this epiphany lately where it's like. My entire life, I thought that the important things were, you know, getting the job and then finding love and finding a guy. Mm -hmm. And that's all supposed to happen in your early or mid 20s. And then from there, kind of friendships come and go, you know, because Mm -hmm. people are constantly doing things, moving and shaking. Things change. So, you know, Mm -hmm. friendships, they're here. They're 
they're great. They're gone. That's okay. But recently I've kind of realized that I've, I think I've put way too much stock in those things and that I need to like go back and really focus on growing my friendships. And I had a situation recently where like Rachel was just there for me like all day. And it was just like such an emotional day for me, but it was like a, in the past I would have relied on someone who I was closer to in a relationship with. I would have relied on someone who I felt like, you know, was either my parents or my man or something like that. But in that moment, it was like, friendship is all I have. Mm -hmm. Friendship is what I need right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, sorry. sorry, uh, uh, One more thing. (laughs) Also having friends that who show up for you. Yeah. Like my, like I, I learned that like, okay, if my friends are coming, showing up for me when I need them, I need to do the same. And I think that's also very important because there are a lot of friends I had in the past who like, I was always there doing things, but when it they, came time for you, when it was time mm-hmm. for me, it was like, oh, they weren't there. I had this, had that. I'm like, yep. okay, that's cool. But these group of friends that I have today, they're always there, always mm-hmm. there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I always, um, I always, when like thinking about that, I always remind myself that people make time for the things that are important to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if that other person, I've had that in a lot of my, you know, past relationships is where like, I'm always having to extend myself to that person, or I'm always having to ask that, or I'm always asking how that person is doing. And they're never considering how like I am doing internally or checking in on me. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the relationships that I've kind of just like walked away from because it's, it's not actually a relationship. It's just me being that person for them and not getting anything in return. Um, but kind of like what Janae was talking about earlier about, you know, focusing on your female relationships. And I was kind of the same way growing up. It was like, uh, I need like a, a guy or someone to kind of be that for me. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, I put more emphasis on my specifically more on my black female relationships. And I've been looking as I've gone through the dating cycle and realized how utterly just tragic the whole events are that that happen I look at my my grandmother who was married to my grandfather at one point but you know got divorced and she's in her 80s and she's been for most of her life she's been single I just continuously look at her and was like she is so happy because she's been able to create all these really really deep Friendships, And she's told me that, you know, her platonic relationships are the things that have actually carried her through. And yeah, so I look at her and I'm like, okay, yes, I would like to find someone. But if I don't, I have I have enough people in my life where I think I could actually move forward happily. Um, Because like, yeah, I mean, I think uh, growing up in, in Syracuse, which is very white, I was lucky enough to have two really close black girlfriends growing up um, and we do everything together. And although we kind of split up in, in junior high when things got a little bit complicated and I don't think we, you know, it was, it was what, like the mid two thousands, I think we we're each kind of coming into our own individuality and we didn't necessarily understand what the other one was going through. Mm-hmm. So rather than like, we did the opposite rather than being there for each other, we kind of separated ourselves because I think it's hard trying to figure out yourself and then trying to figure out someone else that you're not necessarily sh- sure how to. Okay. Um, but I, I, I still look back on that time and I'm like, wow, had I not had those two girls in my life, like my, 
I think I would have been a very different person. And I think there are just like specific women in different stages of my life that I've leaned on. So like as a kid, it was those two girls um, in high school, in not in high school, but in college, I was a part of this black group on campus called Power. And the women in that group just like kept me sane. And um, they're like my favorite people in the world, even though we don't talk all the time. And then, you know, being in my early 20s and being out in the workforce, it's really been like Janae and like Rachel who have like really helped me through. And I always think about um, last year when there's this time where I like, just like ghosted everyone. I like just like disappeared. Uh, and I think it was Janae that, that texted me. She's like, I know that you're going through something. I don't know what it is, but like when you're ready to talk to me about it, like I'm here. And that just completely just like melted my heart. Cause I don't think anyone had ever just picked up on something like that and been like, I don't know. I, like when you're ready to tell me how to be there for you, I will be there for you. Yeah. Just, just so that time. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like share my perspective on that. Like, um, I had a, a really other, uh, close friend that, you know, occasionally also like went through stuff emotionally and just kind of like realizing that because I grew up my entire life with no knowledge of anxiety, no knowledge of depression. I was like really, really cocooned from that. And the only kind of trauma that I was, um, I don't know, shown and I'm losing the word, but the only trauma that I knew was racial trauma. So then coming into the world and then seeing that there are so many other people who struggle with so many other things, emotionally, spiritually, physically was just kind of like, wow, that's crazy. And also, and I, and I had this point where I would like get mad at this other friend when they would go through stuff and then just kind of like shut me out. I'd be like, what, what is going on? But then I, I had this moment where it was kind of like everyone goes through things differently and you can't always expect people to open up and tell you everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you just can't, you just kind of got to be there for people and let them know, Hey, I'm here. It's fine. And yeah, no, that's really amazing because I don't think a lot of people would have done that or know how to do that. I think it's a, a mixture of like we're at a are hitting the mid twenties now where you just start to realize things. Like I've yeah. had that realization too. Like I used to get mad at people who didn't want to do the things I wanted to do or yeah. like have the same energy level, and it's like okay, one like everyone has different things going on in their life. I, you just have to accept that, and the way people handle things is just different from you. Yeah, and I right. think the more we're like open and empathetic and know that it's just gonna be more positive in the end. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. you can't get mad at your friend for dealing with this thing, but you can say, hey, you know, I have a friend, um, Ellen, who actually a black woman we met on Twitter, because like, <laughs> we just love the same podcast. But Ellen is so amazing, y'all. I will just do a quick shout out for her. She has a Beyonce podcast. Ooh, it's called wow. Here Are My Edges. Check it out, y'all. Wow. <laughs> Ellen, this girl is so great. Like, the way we met is because our favorite podcasts um, are The Read and uh, Guys We Fucked. So, Guys mm. We Fucked, the girl was, Crystal was on it, and they had retweeted her, and she was like, oh, these are my two favorite podcasts. And I was like, what? Because Guys We Fucked is really white, y'all. Yeah. 
Yeah, it so is. I was, it's still good. It's still good. So yeah. I was like, I thought it was the only black person who listened. So I was like, oh my God, this girl listens to both. We like started messaging each other on Twitter. We were like, let's create this like the Reed uh, fan base podcast group. It blew up. She like comes to New York here and there. And like, I, we've like hung out in person. She's honestly amazing. Why did I start this? Damn, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, I know why. So, okay. So we have this group chat from the group. Um, and then we have one girl who, you know, unfortunately is dealing with a lot and she has had a lot happen to her in the past. And like the way Ellen approaches it, it's like, she's like, she listens and she goes, okay, how would you like me to support you? Would you like to just rant and talk about it and let you want me to listen or do you want me to give advice or do you want me to just say I'm here for emotional support? And I was just like, I'm like paraphrasing it but like the way she said it i was like wow that's amazing Mm -hmm. like because sometimes we think oh like someone just wants to rant Mm -hmm. and when in reality they want us to say something or sometimes it's the opposite they just want to rant and we're just saying stuff and it's like wait they don't want to hear stuff yeah Yeah. so i don't know that's just like really important i think um it's it's great that we're like starting to realize that now Mm -hmm. and like i think we're gonna see the benefit of that in the future yeah for sure and i think like specifically for me and like when that point in time happened I think that was also like I think that was like a little after like Rachel and I really like became friends or we had met and then after I went through that I was like oh like Rachel and I are really friends because she didn't know me all that well but like when I got out of my thing she was like right there waiting for me too Mm -hmm. so it's just like having these different relationships in your life where it's like I don't have to always be in contact with this person but like I know that they're there and yeah. we're going to be there for each other. And I, and um, yeah. And I feel like half of the time it's just like, just like knowing you have people who care for you like that on like that deep of a level is just like very reassuring because I feel like life can be, can feel very isolating yeah. and just lonely. Um, so I don't know, just having that kind of built in support has like really helped me specifically over like the past like year and a half two years yeah um i think we should move on to um our next segmento Mm -hmm. rachel what you got cooking for us time to talk mental health um hello everyone it's rachel (laughs) (laughs) on this segment time to talk mental health i'm going to give you a few tips on how to deal with a friend who has a mental illness or just in general how to um communicate with your friend who may be going through something um so the national alliance of mental health posted an article titled maintaining healthy friendships with mental illness Um, One is self-awareness. It's important to know and understand your diagnosis, but also bear in mind that you are a unique person. Mental illness manifests differently based on the individual, so it can be helpful to know your specific symptoms, triggers, and warning signs. Having this awareness gives you insight into how your condition can impact your friendship. For example, could your condition cause you to misinterpret social cues or prompt anxiety when you see your friend with another close friend? Two is communicate. Friends may trigger your symptoms despite their good intentions. For example, your friend may want you to meet their new friend and invite him or her for a coffee date with you without asking. If you live with an anxiety-related diagnosis, specifically social anxiety, this seemingly harmless and kind gesture by a friend may actually trigger your anxiety. 
And I want to point this out, how important it is. Janae will always do this. If we were, if we are going out, Janae would always let me know, like, hey, you know, I have a friend who wants to um, come. Can I, can I invite her? And I'd be like, sure, it's fine. I think it's important, um, to like let your friend know, like you want them to meet someone, whether you know if they like have anxiety or not, or if they're being uncomfortable with, you know, having that other person there. Cause I know for me, I'm not really good at meeting people at the first time. So I appreciate you doing that. Oh, thanks. Um, I, I think that's, I think, I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really important. So for anyone out there, you know, if you have a new friend, you want your friend to meet, just, you know, let them know if it's okay. It doesn't hurt to ask. And lastly, support one another. All friends need support at one time or another, even if your friend does not have a mental illness. There will be times you can provide support as well. Helping other is shown to make people happier and can even help reduce symptoms. If your friend does have a diagnosis of their own, this similarity could bring you closer together. You can each discuss your symptoms and try coping mechanisms together. For example, you can attend a support group together or help each other seek therapy. As always, just support one another, show love. It's not always about you. So take time to think about the other person. And so sometimes they don't do it intentionally. You know, sometimes it's just how we react to when we are going through something. So always be mindful of your friends, um, family, whoever. And um, don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. That was That's powerful it. and informational. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> um, and, and just to top it all off, it's my segment, Talking with Janae. God. Kia recently created a new Facebook page. I did, yeah. It yeah. was based off the. It's still based off the read group, but um, I'll just give you all a little background on it. So me and Ellen, the friend I just said, we were obsessed with the read. Made this Facebook group. We got to like fifteen thousand people, y'all. It was hey. insane. Wow. But That's then, insane. then you realize that fifteen thousand people don't always get along. <laughs> there was hella drama and shit. I was like, y'all, you don't pay my bills. Y'all be messaging me and shit. I'm at work. And they be like, this girl said this girl. I don't care. What? So anyway, um, <laughs> we had to just like cut the group down. So it's still a fan group, but it's only like it's 500 so people. Wow. It was really entertaining. I still love it. But there's some great people in that group. But yeah, um, I posted about our podcast in that group. So And yeah. then we had a lovely young man whose comment I can no longer find. So shout out to you. I really tried to find you want it, me to I find it? Yes, please. I want to know what the comment is. But basically, he was... <laughs> Was just asking us more personal questions about our relationships with our families, um, okay. which which I thought could be interesting to you know for us to basically just shout out our families. Okay. Um, I'll start. Um, you know, back in in my day, like Amari mentioned, having two black female friends that she like kind of grew up with and and could go through things with when she was younger. I didn't have that. I just had Gerald, Jasmine, mom and dad, Paris and Dern. Um, <laughs> those are like my rocks, you know, like I didn't have I had friends I was liked, but I didn't have any like close friends. Mm -hmm. So for me, a fun Friday night was watching Moulin Rouge on the couch with my mom and painting our nails and having a smorgasbord of food. So like my family, 
my rocks. I love them. Got new additions. Melissa, shout out. <laughs> Baby Olivia, I love Baby you. You're Olivia. the best thing in the world. She's so cute. Um, and then another like shout out. I just want to give our, our non black friends and non female friends. I mean, mm-hmm. Jelani. Mm-hmm best friend my for a very 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 long time close confidant has really really just helped me see the world and see outside of the bubble of Syracuse and then also Kaylee Carroll and Kaylee Sheridan I love y'all we have grown so much together so that was nice damn I'm so oh I found it I was having a really hard time finding it wait I don't know if my iPad is just old. Yo, I think Facebook has way too much money for this shit not to work. I'm sorry. I'm getting mad. It's fine. We don't Because I'm clicking on it and it's not working. (laughs) Yo, Facebook, get your stuff. No, it's here. I should have screenshotted it, really. I don't get why Facebook is... Because, like, you'll click on something and Facebook will, like... You'll click on the notification and Facebook won't bring you to the... Mm. I'm literally clicking on it. So does anyone else want to talk about their family ties? <laughs> um, like I like I said before, <laughs> um, growing up, it was just me and my siblings. You know, they were my close friends. Um, just shout out to my sisters. Um, I have a lot. Sarah, Rebecca, <laughs> Deborah, Jennifer, my niece, Melanie, my nephew, Gabe, um, my little brother, Josh. And um, yeah, that's that's about it. I love them. <laughs> you know? We learn um, a lot from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to doctors Andrew and Brian Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, hey. she had to put that doctor in there. Huh? Oh, I found parents. it. I found a comment, y'all. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I found it here. Um, <laughs> wait, am I still doing my shout out? Yeah, 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 yeah do yeah, your yeah. shout out, girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to my parents and to their other wonderful offspring, Brie. Um, yeah, I. they were and are my rocks my sister and I always joke that we're probably too close to our parents like closer than the average American adult (laughs) Um, but growing up was yeah every Friday night was movie and pizza night and I loved hanging out with my parents more than I liked hanging out with a lot of other people Mm -hmm. Um, and to shout out the other relationships in my life that I did mention today uh, you know Chris he is my best friend Uh, I didn't mention Roxy who's like another great black female friendship that I really appreciate, but my non-black friends to Audrey, Brooke, Molly, um, a whole bunch of others. But, uh, I don't tell, I don't think I tell the people in my life enough how much I love them, but I love all of you guys. Oh, um, wait, did you want to read the comment or no? Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll just, I'll just, just say shout, shout out. I'll just say shout out to Terry Douglas for commenting and asking questions. Oh, and there's actually one big friend in my life that I forgot. <laughs> my best friend, Sarah. <laughs> did you forget Sarah? I, I, Sarah, I'm so sorry. Don't be mad at me, girl. Like I was just running my mouth over here. Sarah, I love you forever and ever. You taught me how to work hard and get jobs. Mm, That's my bay. That's She's my day worker. one. A1. Hey, I can't wait to see you at the end of the month <laughs> okay i'm done i'm done kia um okay so we're just shouting out like family members and other yeah, friends okay. yeah um yeah i mean kind of like based on what you said about how you thought like um your job and like relationship was really important stuff not that it's not but i think growing up um like i always had a tough time figuring out where i fit in not just in like society but like what i like and stuff and you know my sister was really good at sports i wasn't um she was good at 
academics. I wasn't. So <laughs> basically, I have no skills. Anyway, <laughs> so I went to college and um, I really like found myself. I'm really blessed for that experience and the people I met there. And I started doing radio. I loved it. Um, went to media and I always was like, you know, I don't have, um, you know, I, I was a late bloomer in the uh, relationship uh, world, but I was like, you know, I, I, I relationships not ever really going my way. So I put a lot of emphasis in my uh, career. So I was like, my friends can have these relationships, but I'm the one that's going to excel. I'm going to want, I'm the one that's going to have the best career, the best, whatever. And so I put a lot of um, emphasis on that. And then, you know, this year really took a turn. I ended up losing my job. <laughs> And I did, it just like really was a life changing experience. Um, to the point where it made me like realize that, you know, a job is really not the most important thing. And since that experience, I've, I've definitely learned a lot and I put a lot of energy into other things and realized that that's not the end all be all. Um, and from that experience, like I really had, am so blessed that, I had friends and family to rely on because I really don't even see how I could have gotten through that time without it. I really don't. And I remember thinking like, wow, this would be so much easier if I had a partner to rely on and something, you know, because it's like, OK, I, I, I have this emotional support. But then I was like, well, I'm, I'm really, really blessed that I have uh, family and friends to rely on. And that was just like a tough time that I'm really thankful for. So, you know, y'all know who you is. Um, <laughs> I, I really do love all my friends and family. There's a lot of y'all. Um, I guess friends like, yeah, I'm my my day ones Kelly Alex Sarah uh, my bestie Mackenzie from high school uh, my friend Will who is a black man he listens to this podcast um, wow hi Will yeah he's really great he always has like a unique perspective on things pretty dope um, and y'all know who you are I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anyone um, it's okay you always think you don't have a lot of friends and then you like start to list them and you're like well damn <laughs> yeah like, it's like, don't be offended if I forgot you yeah. like, I love you so much just know I love y'all and I appreciate y'all supporting us and uh, I really do I really appreciate anyone that listens to this podcast like it's yeah. really amazing seriously black or otherwise anyone who listens to this podcast I was surprised actually because I was at my sister's um, birthday party last month and my cousin came up to me and he was like I listen to your podcast and I was like what <laughs> people listen to my podcast people be tweeting um, us too yeah, yeah it's getting exciting but yeah. no it's crazy like when I moved oh the first thing I got from a bunch of people was like wait what's gonna happen to the podcast and I was like yeah. don't worry we got you <laughs> <laughs> um but I think that that's it for this episode of the so-called Oreos podcast um thanks for listening if you have a close black lady friend give her a hug a kiss but don't be creepy um and follow us on social media everywhere at so-called Oreos um and you can email us at so-called Oreos at gmail.com um you can listen on SoundCloud iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and Google Play. And please remember to like, like, please, sorry, um, <laughs> rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>